Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hi, everyone. To celebrate one year of the podcast, I'm really excited to share more about my story and being kind of a recovering overachiever. And this is such an important time to do this. And I'm really excited about it because I hit one year of podcasting, which is an incredible thing to do. I'm really excited about it. I'm really proud of the work that's been done. And even though it hasn't been the most consistent and I've been learning a ton as I've gone along the way, I've met some absolutely incredible guests. I've met some incredible people. And I hope that you as a listener have benefited and gained some value from their stories. So on to another year of the podcast. But here's an opportunity for us to just chat some more for me to tell you a little bit more about who I am and really why this work is so valuable to me. So you may have heard me share before that as a kid, I was 100% that nerdy, organized kid. I loved to clean up and take care of the Barbies and give them complex background stories versus actually playing make-believe with them. I was the teacher's pet and I was consistently rewarded for good behavior, being a good quote-unquote kid with excellent grades. And I thrived in that. I loved being that kid. I didn't feel any pressure necessarily. I just wanted to do well and fortunately really enjoyed doing you know, my homework and, and being kind of a teacher's pet, right? I like the accolades from adults. In high school, I did every club I could. I did every extra credit assignment I could. And that really only escalated when I was in college, when I was getting a major in biomedical engineering, two minors at the same time. I ran uh, my senior year, I ran the Big Brothers Big Sisters Club and the Relay for Life event, which if you've ever been to a Relay for Life event, it I think it's changed now, but back then it was a 24-hour fundraising event. And you had to come up with a comprehensive schedule for this event and raise money and do the marketing and get people there. And I'm really, really proud to say that that year, my committee, a fabulous committee, I think about them all the time, raised over $100,000 for that event. And that's what introduced me into the nonprofit world. So... Again, no regrets, but I was doing all of this. Plus, I also worked two part-time jobs and, you know, try to have friends and, and do all of the kind of cliche, classic college kid stuff too. This pattern didn't stop when I left college either. My whole life, I heard that phrase, how do you do it all? I'd get asked that from friends or from colleagues, or I'd hear things like, oh my gosh, Chelsea, do you ever slow down? Do you ever stop? Do you ever say no? I took every volunteer opportunity that was presented to me or asked of me or offered to me, I would find them if they didn't exist. I would make them up. I would expand my job role very quickly within any job I had. And I took pride when someone asked me that question. I thought it made me look important or special or impressive. I wanted to be that woman that was balancing it all. And and those images of the 
women in movies that we see all the time. I think there's actually a movie called How Does She Do It? Where they're they're balancing all of the things that we're supposed to and making it look easy and making it look like it's not stressing us out or that we're not exhausted by it. And that what's suffering is not us at the end of the day. Because the real answer was that I was tired. The fact that I could be working full-time plus often a part-time job. I had two jobs since I was 16 years old. And taking these volunteer roles and obviously trying to maintain some kind of semblance of the social life, I was tired and I was stressed. And I was the last person to get any type of care on that list. There was no such thing as self-care. My self-care was my social life, I guess. But the reality is I didn't know how to operate at less than 110 miles an hour. And at that point, the stress and anxiety were just a part of my personality. I just operated at this heightened level. And I was the girl who did it all and happily accepted more. And stopping sounded really scary. And it sounded scarier than having time to figure out what actually made me happy. I joked often that, you know, a bored Chelsea was a dangerous Chelsea because I would just find something else to do. You know, I, I would, I finished my master's degree and got a dog. I finished or got engaged. Like I just, it was one thing after another because I didn't know what to do with downtime. I didn't know who I was in downtime. I often joked with my therapist too, that I would weaponize the self-care, right? Once that became something that we talked about and something that we were kind of quote unquote supposed to do, I would take the things that were supposed to be relaxing and and weaponize them somehow, right? Why go for a casual run when I could train for a half marathon? And 14 half marathons later, 15 half marathons later, (laughs) that's, that's how that started, right? So I would find the things that were supposed to be relaxing and make it a challenge. I had a reading challenge every year. I would sign up for all different kinds of gyms and weight classes and all the just again, but like had to do the competition part of it. Not because I thought I could win, but because if I didn't have that goal, I wasn't motivated to do it. And so it just wasn't great. We moved to Guantanamo Bay in December of 2021. And I had this amazing opportunity to be a bit of a beach bum and reinvent myself. And I didn't do it. I said yes when that volunteer organization that I was working with in DC asked me to stay on remotely. So the DC-based organization, and I was working with them from, from Guantanamo Bay. I was still working as a consultant and running my business, and it was just like nothing had changed. And I had, I could, I can literally sit at my desk and see the bay, and I wasn't taking advantage of it. My husband and I started to try for a baby, and we struggled. And after our second miscarriage, I dove back into work even deeper because I was sad and I was confused and I didn't know what else to do at that point. Everything that I had done was work-related. It was, it was, you know, we got married and then we had to figure out this move. It was a pandemic and it was just one big event after another for me to figure out. And this was just something I couldn't fix. I couldn't figure it out. And so I dove back into work. I dove back into my business. And one day I was talking to my sister and sharing everything that was going on. And she asked me the question, where would a baby even fit in your life right now? You're working 60 hours a week as a consultant. 
another 20 hours a week in your business, where are you supposed to be a mom in all that? And that question stopped me in my tracks and forced me to start evaluating how I spent my time. And so I started saying no. I started taking a lunch break away from my computer and weekends away from my office. And when I say I started saying no, it wasn't to other people. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't to opportunities coming my way. It wasn't to new clients. It wasn't to a consulting opportunity. It was to myself. It was to the unnecessary things that were coming my way that I could have added to my plate that I said, no, I said, no, Chelsea, not right now. Now's not the time. Take a breath. Take a minute. So I started dealing with the uncomfortable feeling of having work. I do just be the work that I do and not be a part of my personality. I started talking to my friends here on base, many of whom don't work, about other things besides work. And I started really questioning if the hobbies I chose were because I enjoy them or because I was just really good at them and I could win something at it. So maybe instead of a run to train for the race, the next race on base, maybe I just walked it. Maybe I just found a, a reading list of things that got me really excited. And I'm still working on this and I'm it's by no stretch the, has the problem been solved, but I'm so much more aware of it. And that's half the battle. And I don't think anyone purposefully made me feel like I had to be productive to be worthy of anything. I don't think anyone ever wanted me to be burnt out or exhausted or to resent work or the things that I love doing. Because in all honesty, I do like being a consultant in the nonprofit space. I do like my clients. I love the work that I do. And as my business, my heart and soul is in that thing. I love helping my clients in my business and getting to talk about this stuff and the creativity of coming up with content and putting together offers. That is the stuff I live for. I love it. And so the fact that I was getting resentful of it, the fact that I was exhausted and burnt out by it, it just made it that, that to me was such a red flag that something had to change. But unfortunately, it's what our culture values. It values work and productivity. And especially as a woman, it's really easy to fall into that people pleaser role. It's really easy to be the person who raises our hand when we see someone in need and volunteer for it because we want to make others happy. We want to make others proud. And we want that reciprocal feel good of doing something that helps. But it can't be at the cost of our health and our wellness and the things that we love to do. I was a terrible, I mean, I, I, I was like negotiate with my husband out how much time a week I was spending with him because it felt I was working all the time. And frankly, I like being good at stuff. I like working. I always have. I like having a lot of things going on. I'm a manifesting generator. This is, it's wired into me. And my goodness, figuring that out and reading about being a manifesting generator was so many light bulbs um, for human design. So if that's something you're into, I would highly recommend checking it out because it was a, it was a lot of light bulbs. Manifesting generators are high energy, high speed, we're meant to multitask. But at the end of the day, that work doesn't need to define me. Work can just be work. And I can lean into the things that I love to do. It doesn't have to be give me value in the world. It doesn't have to be how I weigh my worth into the world. It doesn't have to be what other people praise me for. Or, oh, I only do it because I want that praise. I want that adoration because I want someone to say, wow, Chelsea, how do you do it all? 
I don't want to do that anymore. I don't say I'm busy. That's one of my principles as a productivity coach. As I don't say I'm busy because I think that's reinforcing and who the freak cares if you're busy. I want to put good stuff out into the world because it's what I love to do. And if I don't get anything done, it doesn't mean I'm a lazy, bad person. So we just have that, you know, we just have days where we need to monitor ourselves and take care of ourselves and watch our energy levels. And so if you relate to some part of the story, if you see yourself as that little kid who didn't want her friends to play in her room because she didn't want them to mess, they didn't want to, she wanted her friends to mess up her room or that college student who, God, I have no idea how I did it all. I mean, I could survive on four hours of sleep and, and a bagel at the time, but was so, so threadbare and brought that in all through her 20s to just never slowing down. So if you if that, if that feels relatable to you, if you see yourself in some part of that story, know that I am here for you. I define productivity now as working on the right thing at the right time to help you reach your goal. Productivity is not just crossing a bunch of things off your to-do list. It's not this hustle culture that happened for so many years in my 20s. I mean, we had t-shirts. It was, it was everywhere. We had hustle. It's not that. That just there's there's so many other things that are important there. It's not like that, it's not that competition and busy. And it's certainly not what makes you important or valuable into the world. If you started your own business, if you're listening to this and you are an entrepreneur, or if you're entrepreneurial in your role in the workplace, you know how to get stuff done. I don't need to tell you that. I don't need to tell you how to be an effective person because you are. That's how you got to this point. But I can show you how to manage your energy so that you're not exhausted at the end of the day. And you have energy for the people that you love and for the hobbies that you love and for the things that you want to do. I I used to say that I don't watch a lot of TV. And I I always, I mean, on the back of my head, it was always this kind of superiority thing because I was too busy to watch TV. And I finally done it. I was like, that's so dumb. Like, that's so silly. I love watching TV shows. I love hearing recommendations from my friends and talking about shows and getting really into them. Why am I thinking that it's cool to give up TV because I'm too busy? That's ridiculous. So anyway, it's a side tip. When we work together, I can show you how to build systems so that you start each day confident that what you're working on is the right thing. And then you end your day feeling accomplished no matter how many tasks you crossed off your list. Because again, if we are working on those right things to help you reach your goals, it doesn't matter how many things they are. We work together to have real rest and self-care in your life and how to not weaponize it like I did and turn it into something else that's a new business or a new complicated hobby or, or a competitive activity, just something that truly restores you and is rejuvenating and not guilt-provoking. I spent years feeling guilty every time I sat down to watch TV. I spent years feeling guilty every time I was lazy on the weekend or went out for a brunch that took a little bit longer than I expected to with my friends because I would give myself laundry lists of to-dos on the weekend and break my days into 15-minute chunks so that I could get as many things done as I possibly could on a day that I'm supposed to be resting. 
And so we can, this is really this um, a mindset shift in leaning into what is rejuvenating and restorative and truly restful and self-care for you and ditching any of the guilt associated with that. It's how to stop procrastinating because you're so burnt out and overwhelmed. You don't even know what to do. So you do nothing. If you have found that your screen time has skyrocketed recently or at any point in the recent history, it's probably because you're in that, you're in that paralyzed point where you're so overwhelmed and you're so stressed because there are so many things you got to do that you freeze. You reach for your phone. You putter around the house. You clean up a little bit here. You clean up a little bit there. And at the end of the day, you didn't get anything done, but you also don't feel rested or relaxed because that wasn't your intention for the day, but you just don't even know where to start. And I've absolutely been there. And I know how to talk, our, how to work our way through that. My ultimate goal while working with clients is to create personalized systems so that you can get more done in less time. And a lot of that is just by figuring out what's going to work best for you. Sometimes it's just a quick hack of where to save something so that you remember where it's saved. It's not a complicated system, but it's personal to you. If you're an entrepreneur, hopefully this does make you more money in your business because you're going to be more efficient in what you can do. You're going to be working on the right things to help you reach your goal instead of all the shiny objects that distract us from our ultimate goals. And hopefully you're not going to reach that burnout point because the last thing I want is for you to come to me resenting and hating your business. When you're ready to burn it all down because you just don't even know what to do next, that's when we really need to be talking. I started my business because I wanted that time freedom. It's one of the promises as a CEO. It's one of the great things that we're promised is that we can you know, do our own thing and work on a schedule that works for us. And all that can be true. Plenty of people are working in less hours than they would have to in a normal nine to five and making more money. It takes some work to get there. But the time freedom is really just about you having the choice for you to be able to walk away for a little while to go do something and be with someone that you love and not feel bad about it. To not feel like you're going to get in trouble or that something is going to break without you being there. And all of this is coming to a new program that I'm creating. I'm creating right now a group coaching program to help work through it. So again, if if my story feels relatable to you, if you see yourself in any part of this journey, if you are ready to work with less stress, less guilt, less overwhelm, to have a personal routine and structure that works for you, that you love to do. If you're ready to take things off your plate, because you know that how many things you got done on that day is not going to be what dictates your value to the world. And we absolutely need to be in partnership and in community with each other. So I'm creating a new group coaching program. Everyone who joins this group coaching program will get a one-on-one consultation with me where we'll map out your journey. There's going to be some trainings and some modules that you can watch self-led. And I'm going to map out exactly how you can make the most of those trainings in the program. And then every week we'll come together and we'll talk about our lives, the things we need to do, the things we want to do, the systems and the structures that work for us and what doesn't work for us. And I will coach you to create 
a better life for yourself. And if you're wondering, I've tried this before, it doesn't work. I've Googled how to have a great morning routine. I've Googled how to stop procrastinating. I've tried all of the tricks. It doesn't work. I hear you. That was me. I was doing that because I wanted a silver bullet. And frankly, there isn't any. I can't guarantee anything in this program. But if you show up, if you do the work, if you talk this stuff through, you will see changes. You will start to notice a shift in how you're carrying yourself, how you're showing up at work. Because I have the tools, I have the years of experience, not only personal, but as a business owner, as a certified behavioral change specialist, that will ensure that we can make lifelong changes together if you put in the work. This is going to be a rolling entry program. So you can join at any time. It's not going to be cart close. And let me know if you have questions. Send me a DM. My Instagram is Chelsea N Coaching. Send me an email at coaching at chelseanewmeyerproductivity.com. And we'll make sure that this is the right fit for you and that we can give you the changes in the new lifestyle that you want. Thank you so much for being a listener on my show. This has been a labor of love and truly one of the best things that I've done for my business. And so I'm so grateful that you are here. I am so excited to be celebrating one year with you all. And definitely check out next week's episode where we're going to be talking about listener. We're going to be answering listener questions. I'm going to be answering listener questions. And I'm going to be posting on Instagram so you can share your questions with me. If you think of anything off the top of your head, again, shoot me a DM, send me an email, get in touch so we can answer your questions on the podcast. Thank you. I love you. I'll see you in the group coaching program soon. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.